Hey lady, do you sometimes feel like you've lost yourself? Are you internalizing your feelings and walking around on eggshells either at home or at work? Maybe there is something missing in your life, but you just can't quite figure out what it is. Or even worse, you know what it is, but you feel stuck and you can't move forward. Well, I have been there more often than I care to admit. I spent more than 20 years climbing the corporate ladder only for it to come to an abrupt end during a 10 minute meeting. (laughs) I was so busy climbing that ladder to satisfy one aspect of myself that I neglected to take the time I needed to really focus on how to achieve true balance in every aspect of my life. Hi, I'm Anya Day, and welcome to the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast, where I give women practical tips on how to find their voice through changing their mindset, identifying their passion, and owning their story, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, go grab your favorite glass of wine or cup of tea if you're driving, relax, And let's peel away the layers of our complex onion to unleash our authentic voice that the world deserves to hear. Hey tribe, today we are talking about perception which to me is the way you think or view something or somebody or the way somebody views or thinks about you. So there are a lot of things that play into how we are perceived by others, how we perceive ourselves. A lot of times it is directly related to whatever our background is, whatever our past experiences are, how we were raised, just in general, your overall your overall makeup in terms of how you became who you are. When you think about it, there is a lot of information that has to compete in your brain in order to figure out what is being perceived or what you are perceiving. So let me try to stick to it from the perspective of how you how other people perceive you. Like that's what I want the focus of this conversation to be about. So at the end of the day, you can't control how somebody perceives you. Their perception of you is their reality, period. However they view you is how they see you. Whatever goes through their head on their end, you can't control that. And I'm not here to try to figure out how you can control that, but I can help give you tips on how you can kind of shape how you present yourselves to others. So when you think about it, when you buy, let's just use the classic, you can't judge a book by its cover. So when you think about a book, some people read books because somebody referred it to them, because there was a recommendation, maybe it was a requirement. But for me, every time I get a book, you know, you're going to look at the cover. The title, is the title catchy? Is the book cover catching your attention? What is it if nobody recommended this particular thing to you or book to you and you didn't have any requirement where you were required to reading it, what is it that's going to make you read the book? So when you think about that, 
you pick it up, you look at the cover, you might read the, whatever you call that back, the back jacket to figure out, is the synopsis clear? Is it something that intrigues you? Is it of interest to you? There has to be something that's going to keep you interested in looking at that book. And at when you go through that, that uh, what do you call it? that browsing process, you take all of those things into consideration. So for a fiction book, it may be the synopsis. For a nonfiction book, it might be the synopsis combined with whatever you see when you look at the table of contents because they may be talking about particular subjects that are of interest to you. So when somebody meets you, they're going to perceive you based on what book cover they see. What is it that they see when when you present yourself to them. So think about it from your perspective. So when you meet somebody, what is it that you think? What is it that you look at to evaluate somebody when you first meet them? So it may be their outward appearance. It may be how loud they talk. It may be how they communicate, their facial expression, their tone, their words, their just overall demeanor. All of those things, in my opinion, directly impact your credibility in terms of how you show up. So were you well-groomed? Did you have on designer clothes and shoes? Were you distracted when you were talking to them and not paying, not looking them in the eye? Are you speaking in a clear and articulate manner that avoids a bunch of slang? Maybe you want to use a bunch of slang because that's how you're trying to present yourself. So you have to think about the fact that there are two sides to perception. The fact that there's this other person there who has their own thought pattern and their own belief, and they're going to believe whatever they want to believe about you based on that thought pattern and that belief, and you cannot control all of that. And then also whatever you present to them. So All you can do is control what you present to the other person. So, for example, you go on an interview, and if you're interviewing for a job in a corporate setting, you shouldn't show up, for example, in holy jeans and a tank top and all of this other stuff that may be distracting to the person who's interviewing you because they're interviewing you for a job in a corporate setting. If you... So... If you think about it from the perspective of that, I think one of the most important things to know is that you can't control what somebody else thinks about you, period. You cannot control their opinion. You have to divorce yourself from the opinions of others. You have to recognize that you can't control everything. The only thing you can control is what it is that you put out there. So since perception is this whole complicated thing where if I'm talking to Susie, Susie's perception of me is going to be based on a number of things. One, how I present myself, how I talk, what I say, how I say it, what I have on, what I put out there verbally, non-verbally, period. Also, the other thing that plays into how Susie perceives me is Susie's own upbringing. Susie is is Susie um, a person who doesn't necessarily like black people? 
because that's the way she was raised and I happen to be black. So she's automatically going to have an opinion of me because of that. Is Susie a person who was taught not to trust women? So she's automatically going to have an opinion about women and I happen to be a woman. So therefore, she's already going to have a wall up as it relates to that. You can't control any of that. And it's so important that you understand that. So on one hand, if you're in a business setting, yes, it's important how people perceive you. You have to present yourself in a certain way. And I completely get that. If you're in a personal setting, at the end of the day, what they think is what they think. And you have to you have to have that confidence in yourself to understand that. But I, I'm bringing you this episode because I know how important perception is. If you exude confidence and you demand attention, you're likely you're going to get it. However, if you exude doubt, you're going to probably get a lack of confidence in return because of the fact of that's the way you present yourself. So you can't deny the fact that whatever foundation that you were given by your family and your upbringing, how it will directly correlate with your confidence and how you present yourself. In my opinion, your background tends to push you further in one direction or another. Either So if you grow up being told you're amazing, you're going to conquer the world, you can have what you say, you're likely, you can do whatever you want, then you're likely to believe those things and then act or react to your environment accordingly. On the other hand, where you if you came from a house where you were verbally abused, you might have been physically abused, you told you were the scum of the earth, you're never going to be anything, everybody in your family is a naysayer, that negativity will do one of two things. It'll either keep you in a very dark place and thus come across in your confidence or your lack thereof, your speech, your actions, or it'll push you to prove everybody else wrong and propel you to excel further. You can't, it's a decision, it's a choice. Like to me, everything is a choice. Like it's just a choice. So you have to, at some point you make a choice about how, based on how you were raised and what was fed to you, how you're then going to hopefully feed into others, how you're going to show up for yourself. So even if you have negative feelings about yourself, most people can identify at least one or two things who, or one or two people who may have a positive opinion of them, whether it's a colleague, a family member, or maybe even your child. So what's stopping you from being that superhero or that person that that child perceives you as and then actually show up that way? I think so many times we dim our own light. We devalue ourselves more than others around us. There are people around you who believe in you more than you do. It is, and this I can attest to this, so I've always had a strong amount of confidence. But there are so many things where I lack confidence or I lack consistent confidence or I have self-doubt. And But overall, I would say that the people around me, they don't view me. Most of the people around me, they I believe that they view me in a confident, a, a positive light. I'm not just, <laughs> I might sound a little cocky, but I'm a confident, I said I'm a confident person, so forget it. If you don't like it, so what? But so yes, I believe that most people view me in a positive light. I'm a 
pretty friendly person. I get along well with others. That was something that I would have gotten a good grade on in elementary school. So um, I think that for me personally, any setback or negative thoughts that I've had in my head, they have they may bring me down and they make me sad and depressed at times, but ultimately they help to accelerate my path forward. In general, I adopted this prove them wrong mentality early on. And I think, I know that there's like still some serious counseling to do that I need to do to unpack the origin of that negativity that I brought up in my head. Some of it was probably self-imposed. Some of it probably was reality because again, it was my reality is what I perceived that was going on with me. But um, that, because that my perception became my reality, there were times where I felt like there were all these setbacks and negative thoughts that were going to potentially hinder me. I just chose to kind of keep pushing them aside and shape how I act and react so that it also holds true if someone is trying to provide you feedback about how you're coming off to others. So if you want to be able to change how you're perceived by people for whatever reason, you got to figure out what it is that you can do differently. So if you, you know, this whole, the concept of this whole podcast is find your voice and own it. You have to own who you are. I want you to imagine and realize that you are the author of your own story, period. You have to imagine how you want things to be because that's who you are, because you have the ability to control that. Yes, there are situations that you can't control. Yes, there are things that you may not be able to necessarily overcome today, but just because you don't overcome them today doesn't mean that you're not going to potentially overcome them in the, in the future. So you have to take control of your own narrative and figure out what powerful skills can you highlight that you want to own, understand those things, and push back those negative emotions that you've experienced because they do not define you. They are something that happened to you, period. They don't define you. They're not who you are. You have to understand that it's so much easier to rewrite your own story and show up with a clean slate um, if you put the effort forward. I will also acknowledge it. Acknowledge that it is so much easier to rewrite your own story with people you don't know. Because when you have other people who already have a perception of you, who've known you for years, that's who that's how they see you as. Even if they haven't known you for years, if somebody does something, if you meet somebody and they do all these positive things, but then they do something like really negative, I'm trying to think of something, you're going to remember that negative thing. And not to say that you're going to forget the positive things, but a lot of people are going to, that negative thing kind of rises to the top. So you have to do your part to kind of overcome whatever that thing is. So if when you meet new people, all they see is what is in front of them. And you can control then what you present to them. They don't necessarily need to know that you were a horrible friend to Susie around the corner, that you pushed them away, that you habitually late to your last job, that you're a complainer, whatever your issues are. They only follow you into those places and spaces if you let them. So unless, of course, you have a bad reputation that completely precedes itself and that's a whole nother issue. <laughs> but if you are... If, if you're listening to this, 
then you care about how people perceive you, yes. But on one hand, I want to get you to understand, it's important to understand what makes up how people perceive you. And yes, you should be aware of it. But at the end of the day, you have to sort of find a balance of what it is that you're going to accept from others and what you're not going to accept from them. So there's this balance in my head of being perceived one way versus being your authentic self. I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't like fake people. I don't want to be fake. I can't present myself as fake. Present myself in one setting because that's what I want to present. But it doesn't mean that I'm being fake. Like when I say be your authentic self, I mean, you need to embrace whatever your unique skills, talents, abilities, wisdom, personality, and purpose are. And that's who you embody and that's who you show up as. And there is a delicate balance between then caring about how you're perceived with being your authentic self, especially if you're in a professional environment, versus running the risk that you may become lost or you might feel like you're discontent or you're frustrated because you're not able to show up completely how you are. But the more you strive for authenticity, the easier it is to me to live from that place. It isn't how you present yourself in terms of your hair or your clothes, but who are you at the at the core of who you are? So here are some tips that I will give you, some quick tips in terms of how you perceive, how you can impact then how others perceive you and then balance it with the authenticity piece. So I think it's important, let's just act like you're in a personal setting. So let's say you're in a professional setting. Yes, you can have that professional persona, but be true to yourself. Most of us have different personalities depending on the audience, whether it's at work, with family or friends, and that's okay. I'm not going to present myself to my mama the same way I'm going to present myself to my girlfriend, Nikki. Like, I'm just, I'm the same person, but I don't have the same conversations. I don't say, I don't show the same vulnerabilities. I don't do the same things. I might wear the same clothes, but I think you have to feel comfortable being vulnerable in whatever whatever appropriate vulnerability level that is, depending on on the setting. And feel comfortable speaking up and connecting with others in a way that just doesn't feel fake. But you have to also use appropriate filters when talking to certain audience where it may audiences where it may be more appropriate. So you can be honest in the way you communicate without being self-righteous or cocky. So your desire to be yourself should not jeopardize your job or your business. It's not about your ability to please others and sacrificing yourself in the process, but it is about putting your best foot forward. Like that is important. So I would say number two, so that was number one, sort of like having, it's okay to have a professional persona, but also then be true to yourself. So I would say the second thing would be put out what you want people to see. So come up with three adjectives on how you want people to perceive you that align with who you are at your core, you can't, I mean, you can, but it comes off, it's going to come off as fake. If you pick three adjectives that are nothing like who you really are, then it's going to be harder and take more effort to show up that way. But if you can come up with three things and figure out how you can then 
show those things and show up that way consistently, then focus on that. So if you want a certain amount of energy, you have to give it. If you want to show, let's say you meet somebody in a club and you're in the club, what do you call it? Twerking and doing this and doing that. That person that meets you, they're going to have a certain perception of you because that's where the, that's the setting that they met you at. It doesn't mean that you don't have different aspects to yourself, but you have to then from that point forward, if that's how you met the person, but you don't want them always to see you that way, you have to make a conscious and intentional decision that your presence with that person is going to show those different aspects that you do also want them to take into consideration. Because your presence, your gifts, your talents, whatever it is that you have inside of you, they matter. And it's important that you don't hide those things, that you don't dim that light or you don't ignore those things because you're afraid about how somebody's going to perceive you. So give off the vibes that you want other people to feel. Remind yourself that you can have anything that you say. Remind yourself that you can be whatever you want to be. If you want to be perceived as confident, put your shoulders back, have direct eye contact, and talk to people. You can't want to be perceived as confident, but you never look somebody in the eye or you're afraid to have a conversation with them. That doesn't exude confidence. So you have to be who you want people to see. I would say number three is don't be afraid to take risk and put yourself out there. So if you're thinking about the fact that you were perceived a certain way or you're generally perceived in a certain way with a certain person, but you want to change it, ask yourself, what is it that you can do differently to take a risk to put yourself out there differently to that person? I mean, this happens in relationships all the time. Well, I'll speak for myself. This happens in my relationship all the time. I have to make a conscious decision to take a risk to speak up about a certain thing or to put myself out there in a different way if I want a different response from my husband. I just do. And it's, it's a, I consider it a risk, yes, because... I, when I say it's a risk, I mean, it's a risk to, then I have to deal with how, what kind of response I'm going to get. And if it's something that they're not used to, then to them, we are the one who's weird or we're the ones who create, who are, who are crazy. Hell, doing this podcast, I'll just use this as an example. This is taking a risk. People don't, um, People who know me from before, they are they have a perception about me, and they may or may not think that I have anything to say on this podcast, and that's okay. And I have said this time and time again. I, everybody isn't. I'm not talking to everybody. I am talking to one person. Her name is Samantha, and <laughs> Samantha is a woman who, like me, had times in her life where. She felt like she did not have a voice or she couldn't properly communicate herself. She was feeling abandoned. She was feeling stuck. She was feeling like she couldn't clearly articulate what it is that she wanted to say. I'm talking to Samantha because I'm trying to help Samantha find her voice, 
change her mindset, identify her passion, own her story. This is a risk. I'm taking a risk here by putting myself out there and showing a different side to myself, to the world, because I want a different result. But I had to make a decision to take that risk and do that. So I think another thing that people can do when it comes to the perception piece is you got to ask for feedback. I mean, you got to have people who you can talk to, who you can figure out, you know, how can I, how, how do you, how am I putting myself out there? Or how do you think other people perceive me? And again, that person's opinion is going to be their opinion and it may be unique to them. Somebody else may have a different opinion, but at least if you ask for feedback, especially if we're talking about changing perceptions, you'll get an idea from hopefully an objective person whether or not the changes that you are making and are trying to exude whether they're coming across to the outside world or whether it's all in your head. Don't be afraid of that feedback, which I think ties into whole, the whole, the next thing I would say is you, then you have to practice resilience. Resiliency will keep you going. You may have voices in your head preventing you from speaking your mind when there is nothing for you to be scared about. There isn't. Just do it. Like just show up for yourself, period. Resiliency will push you to not stop when those voices speak, even if you don't, even if you get shut down time and time and time and time again. You have to adjust your approach, switch, pivot, whatever, pivot, try again. There are going to be peaks and valleys of your in, in your life where you have to, to be strong and be courageous, embrace the journey, keep moving forward. Like just be resilient and say, okay. I'm making a conscious decision today that I want to be different. I want to show up differently. What it is? What is it that I can do? You ask somebody for feedback. The feedback is saying that you still are showing up this way, but you really want to show up this way. It's okay. It's a journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's going to be a process. We have to somehow learn to embrace the journey, embrace the process. It's not always easy. Lord knows. I know it isn't. I, there are a lot of things that I wish I had done differently 20 years ago that I didn't necessarily have to go through. But I bet you one thing, that those things that I went through, they shaped who I was. They shaped who I am. They shaped then the decisions that I've made going forward in terms of who I want to be, how I want to show up. So another another thing or another, I don't even know what I'm calling these things, Um, Another way that we can help in terms of understanding the whole changing perception thing is and our part in it and what it is that we want to do when we want to change our perception is recognize if you are being fake. If the more you practice authenticity, the more it's going to feel natural to you, period. Then it's not a practice anymore. It's just, you're just being who you are, but you're finding that delicate balance of how you're going to show up and how you, how you're going to reveal yourself to the world. We all want to be perfect, but you have to learn how to embrace the imperfect parts of you. They make you who you are. (laughs) They do. 
being self-aware is so important. And there's a whole, that's a whole nother topic in terms of just self-awareness and how we get to that point where we're reflective and we're intentional in terms of what it is we want to be and how we want to show up. But just know that being self-aware is very important and it's key. So you have to pay attention to the fact if you're saying one thing, but you're feeling the complete opposite inside, that's being self-aware. You have to avoid those situations happening too often so you don't find yourself committing suicide or not literal suicide. I mean, like um, a situation where you're killing yourself because and you're losing yourself because you're not showing up in an authentic way. You're being fake. You're not being who you want to be or you're trying to do something that in the end, it doesn't align with your real core, who you are and what God designed you to be. I think that as I grew in my professional journey in corporate America, it was a process for me to learn more and more how not to compromise who I was, but be aware of how I was viewed by different people. I had some serious challenges in this area as it relates to when I was in corporate America, how people perceived the way I dressed. So um, I always thought that I dressed professionally. Uh, There were some outfits that were probably borderline, maybe not as professional as they could be. I do remember a situation where on this particular day, I was in a one-on-one with um, or meeting with uh, my supervisor at the time, and I had on like some New York and Company trousers. To me, they fit fine. They weren't extra tight. They and then one of those like two-piece cardigan sets. I forgot what you call them. You know, like the little tank and then the cardigan cardigan over it. I had my hair in a very loose ponytail, kind of sitting on top of my head. That's when I used to have long hair, and I didn't have any makeup on. And during the course of the meeting, at some point. I was told that I looked like I had just rolled out of bed. Well, I don't remember my exact response, of course, because y'all, that was forever ago. But what I do remember is the way it made me feel. And I felt uncomfortable. I didn't really know how to respond without being emotional. I don't really recall any very specific, okay, well, this is why it looks like you rolled out of bed. Because to me, I honestly didn't. Um, and I don't know if it was the ponytail or it's not, I didn't wait, wear makeup every day. So the makeup, it couldn't have been the makeup thing. Um, but the way <laughs> I wore my hair is why, is how people wear their hair all the time. Certain people wear their hair all the time. Or to be frank, white people put their hair up in a little you know, messy ponytail all the time and it's not viewed a certain way. So I don't really know exactly what the issue is. I do think I did myself a disservice by not having a full-fledged conversation with the person at the time. Um, I, what it did was it caused me to evaluate again, hey, how do people see you? I was in a very high level position So whether or not I felt like I had just rolled out of bed or not, the point is a superior of mine thought that. And as much as I didn't like what was said, probably more so how it was said at the time, 
I think that I had to take a lesson from it and realize, I shouldn't say I think, I had to take a lesson from it and realize that, okay, how can you take the situation and make it so that that's not a perception in the future? Do you wear your Sunday best every day, even though it's a business casual environment? Do you just look at yourself through a different lens? And sometimes that's what we have to do. I didn't... I took it. It, I got in my feelings. I'm not going to lie. I had conversations with people about it, but I had to move on from it because at the end of the day, I can't make somebody feel a certain way. And that's really what it came down to. Perception is powerful and it becomes what is true for you or about you at that particular moment. And a person's perception of you is important, but at the end of the day, it should not define you. It cannot define you. Define you. In the end, the person is going to think whatever the hell they want to think. Just remember that. If somebody believes something to be true, it is more important to them at that point in time, sometimes, to just be true. You know that when you get into arguments or disagreements with somebody. At the end of the day, they're going. they view what they're saying is right. You view what you're saying is right. And when you have arguments, the key to getting out of that argument is can you effectively communicate and understand the other person's perception of whatever it is that they're trying to say? You have to make sure it's, you know, a two-sided thing. So I, with when it comes to something like this, you only have so much control. And I think that is really what I want to kind of hone in on is you don't, you can't control everything. You just realize you can't. Your actions and your behavior matter a lot more than your intentions because they are not necessarily what always come across. But be true to your intentions because your intentions should in the end kind of guide who you are, what you show up as. Be flexible in your own perceptions about other people so that you can remain open to the possibility of things that are not always the way they seem, nor will they always remain the same. Just because something is is a particular way at one point in time, it doesn't mean that it's going to stay that way. It doesn't have to stay that way. So if you're, if you're having challenges in this area, you want to be viewed differently, just take some of these nuggets and apply them to your life and figure out how it is that you can show up differently. Show up differently, not just for the world, but show up differently for yourself. To me, you know, I'm all about don't just do something for somebody else because I'm not in the people pleasing business. And I'm going to keep saying that. That's not my thing. I do it when I choose to do it, how I want to choose to do it, period. So thank you again for another for allowing me the opportunity to impart into your life yet again. And until next time, grace and peace. Thank you for joining the Find Your Voice and Own It podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and leave a review because I welcome and value your feedback. You can also tag me in your stories at It's On Your Day so I can personally connect with you and know who is in my tribe. 
I am looking forward to continuing to work with you to write your own story. Until next time, grace and peace.